Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer. And as usual, we're pleased to have you join us as we prepare for Derby 137. Two days away and counting just two days away. Hard to believe it's already crept up on us. Somebody crept up on us. He crept in, and man, am I glad he's on board. Is dangerous, Dan Moore. Danny, are you there? I am here, Ed. Dan, you're going to be with us from Flag Fall to that, so I'm glad to have you on board. Dan's been with us for a number of years now. He's been uh, kind of our spot professional handicapper when time allows, but he's actually going to be with us from Yo to Go with this show, and we're going to be talking all about Derby here. Dan, if I may, I'm going to run down the Derby field. And then we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about it, and uh, and then we're gonna do nothing but dedicate this entire show to handicapping what you do best and what I love. And Dan Derby 137 begins as such. The one hole begins with Arch 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 John Courtney Irons 10 to one. The two is Brilliant Speed Joel Rosario has the call a 30 to one. Number three is Twice the Appeal Calvin Burrell, who's won three of the last four derbies, is 20 to one. Stay Thirsty is the four. And we've got my man Ramon Dominguez, 20 to 1. The 5's decisive moment, Kerwin Boo Boo Clark at 30 to 1. The 6's comma to the top, Pat Valenzuela is 30 to 1. The 7, pants on fire, Rosie Napravnik is 20 to 1. The 8, dialed in, is the favorite at 4 to 1 with Julian Le Peru in the saddle. The 9, Derby Kitten, JJ Castellano, 30 to 1. The 10, Twin Spires, Mike Smith, 30 to 1. The 11, Master of Hounds, Garrett Gomez at 20 to 1. The 12 is Santiva, Sean Brisbane at 30 to 1. Number 13, Mucho, Macho Man, Rajiv Mara is 12 to 1. The 14th is Shackelford, was Hastus casting on 20 to 1 in the saddle. The 15 is Midnight Interlaid, Victor Espinosa has the call at 12 to 1. The 16, Animal Kingdom, Robbie Alvarado, 20 to 1. 17, Soldat, and we've got Alan Garcia, 20 to 1. 18, Uncle Mo, is he in, is he out? We Time will tell. John Velasquez has the call at 5 to 1. The 19, Nero, Corey Nakatani, 6 to 1, rounding out the field. The 20, Watch Me Go, Rafael Bejarano at 50 to 1, and that is Kentucky Derby, 137. What do you think, Dan? A uh, nice field, a uh, big field, some speed, some closers, some stalkers. It's a horse race, Ed. Oh, it really is. And, you know, a lot of people are starting to, to, to moan and groan a bit about it. You know what? Each and every year, it's challenging. Yeah, it's uh, every year. I mean, you need luck. You, you need a horse with distance, 
a horse that likes dirt and you need some luck. And if if all that falls in falls in the in the category, you can win the Derby. Ask Calvin Burrell; he's done it three out of the last four years. Correct. And you know what? I've uh, stepped aside from all that. I've gotten away from luck and guessing. I've got you on board, so that's going to make it a whole lot easier for me. Dan, I'm going to jump into a few things for winning ponies here. They're locked and loaded. Purchase 100 winning credits, winning credits, and receive a 15% off discount. Very nice, and a free winning ponies cap and/or T-shirt. Over $2.7 million in exotic payouts, which is really strong in 2011. A one-stop shop for your handicapping needs. Easy to use for the first-time user to hardcore handicappers, and all the info is taken into account. Winning Ponies gang, they're down at beautiful Churchill Downs in Louisville. They have been down there for the races. They've been watching and taking a peek at everything behind the scenes. you got thorough trainer and rider data for a comprehensive look for this weekend. And remember, the change of weather tab is Mother Nature is going to be a little dicey, and this allows you to get a whole new set of easy-to-win predictions. So stop gambling, start winning. Take a look at www.winningponies.com. Dan, we talked about that. They've got some pretty interesting things. Yeah, it's a real easy site to use. I use it, and uh, it's real easy it's for the beginner to the novice. It's very, very user-friendly. I, I agree, and you know I, I've been uh, with these guys since 2008. Shortly after that, I uh, I, I begged and uh, had to send you a crate of apples to uh, do some handicapping with me. And it's hard to believe that uh, been with these guys that long, but it actually kind of caught my eye. And it's one of the uh, more interesting sheets that are actually out there. Their easy win predictions, I think, are some of the best out there. Dan, real quick, I'm going to run down the post-time wager menu. And uh, this is something that's near and dear to our heart. Oaks Day begins at 10.30 a.m. There are 12 races slated. 10.30 is the first post. 6.21 is the final post. And then on Derby Day, there are 13 races. 10.30 is the first post. 7.50 is race number 13. And Dan actually brought this up to my attention here. Trifecta and Superfecta wagering on all races that qualify under the Kentucky statutes. Daily Double and Super High Five wagers are $1 minimum straight bets on Oaks and Derby Day. The Superfecta is a $1 minimum wager, so no 10-cent Supers on Oaks and Derby Day. The Trifecta, Pick 3, Pick 4, and Pick 5 are 50-cent minimum straight bets. That's very friendly. The Pick 6 is a $2 minimum wager, and the Exacta is a $2 minimum straight bet with dollar boxes and wheels. Dan, we were talking about that earlier, and actually you brought that to my attention about tries, threes, and the Pick 5s being a 50-cent straight bet. Yeah, um, I think the reason, I don't know this for a fact, but you see that the super fact is, you know, any other day you can play a dime, but on Derby and Oaks Day you can't. I think the reason being is the government wants their money. Good point. You know, but in, you know, from a small better standpoint, I think that it excludes a lot of players. Uh, I, I use myself as as that uh, as a category of a smaller player. That in fact, if it was a dime super, I'm liable to load in, you know, seven, eight, ten dollars into the race. But but now I can't do it when it's fifty dollars on a dollar super. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, the tax man cometh, Ed. The tax man cometh. In fact, he's there in full bore with a big pad and a big pencil. He's following you around mainly, hopefully. And <laughs> weather in the Louisville area tonight, partly cloudy this evening, followed by mostly cloudy skies. 
Little showers after midnight tomorrow. Oaks Day, rain showers early with some sunshine later in the day. High of 69. Going to be a little windy, 10 miles an hour. Just a little, little enough to ripple the flags a little bit. Chance of rain is 40%. On Oaks night, it's clear and cloudy, 53 degrees, 10, 10 mile an hour winds again. So it's going to dry out the track a bit. Saturday, Kentucky Derby 137. Some clouds early with showers likely in the afternoon and a thunderstorm is possible. High of 69 winds south to southwest, 10 to 15. A chance of rain is 60%. Dan, I'm starting to sound like a meteorologist. You're sounding good, Ed. I mean, uh, I can probably get you a job somewhere. And uh... please, if you'd be so kind, if you'd be, so, I tell you what, uh, you know, they've actually kind of switched the Oaks and Derby, uh, the weather because I was, I'm going down for the Derby. I'm going to be there and and, uh, and you know, missing out on the Oaks. And I was hoping that if it was going to rain uh, one of the two days, it would rain on Oaks Day, and and hopefully I'd get a Sunday day on uh, the Derby. That, that's selfish, isn't it? Yeah, it is a little selfish, Ed, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, Oaks is, uh, if it's sunny and nice, you know, the Oaks is for the, it's for the Phillies, basically, and, and uh, we don't want to see a bunch of women get rained on, Ed. You're, you know what? Only a real man would not have ever said anything like that, and, and, and hence I failed the test. You know, uh, you know I just uh, poo-pooed on the ladies. Uh, they're going to remember that. You know, Dan, I'm going to throw you a knuckleball right out of the gate because I'm going to do some quick derby facts, and then we're going to get into nothing but pure hardcore handicapping you and I. Dan, now, I, don't, I don't think you can get this. I'm going to go a Diet Coke on this one, maybe two Diet Cokes. Who is the youngest Afro-American rider? to win the Kentucky Derby, a youngest Afro-American rider. So I'm giving you a little bit of time there to kind of crank it up. I know you can't Google it in time there. Who's the youngest Afro-American rider to win the Derby? The youngest African-American rider to win the Derby. Yes. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Uh, I, I, I think I can give you the year. It, it was uh, 1892. Two, okay. Alonzo Clayton. That's two Diet Cokes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to bet anymore. I, I don't even want to start this weekend off. But uh, that was a pretty good, pretty good piece of action there, Danny Boy. I, you know, two Diet Cokes, is, it was well worth that. You know, the African-American riders dominated between 1875 to 1902. I, I thought I'd sneak one past you. Fifteen years old, he, he's pretty young. It was a stab, Ed. It was a stab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were you were loaded and ready for me. Got some Derby facts for you. First to win the Derby in 1875 was Aristides. Last year belongs to Super Saver, if you have a short memory. One of the oldest thoroughbred races, the oldest, is actually the Phoenix, which was first run in 1831. Colonel Merriwell, Merriweather Clark Jr. Tra- traveled to England visiting the Epsom Derby run since 1780, and then to France, and finally back home to Kentucky, organizing the Louisville Jockey Club. The race was first run at a mile and a half, same as the Epsom Derby and the Arc. In 1896, it changed to the current mile and a quarter distance. As I said before, between 1875 and 1902, African-American riders dominated, winning 15 of 28 runnings. Incredible number there. 1950, girls rule regret, became the first filly to win the Derby. No horse since 1882, and Apollo won the Derby without a two-year-old season under their belt. Hang on, midnight interlude, Dan. Uh, I think you better take that one uh, maybe on on a direct mail from you. Yeah, but the thing is, is that... These horses don't read the uh, PPs, and, and he doesn't even know he didn't start it, too. So 
that's a good. A lot of people go by that stat, and I look. I, I look at it, but I really don't. I really don't look at it as deep as I probably should. But I, I like being out interlude a little bit. But uh, we'll get to that later. And you know what, Dan? Speaking of getting to it later, we're going to jump out to. We have a guest that's called in. Jeff, you are on with Winning Ponies. How are you doing this evening? Good, sir. How are you doing? Very well. Just call me Ed. Makes me feel like my dad. And we got Dangerous Dan on with us. Jeff, lay some good news on us. Well, I'm the Jeff that's probably calling four years too late, but not for all the <laughs> listeners, I want them to know that if they're betting on Saturday, heck, if they're betting any day, they've got to go on winning ponies, and I'll tell you why. June 13, 2007, I just moved to Texas from California. I was retired from the Navy, and I signed up to winning ponies, and I was going to go play the pick six up at Sam Houston Racecourse. Logged on. We matched up, me and Winning Ponies matched up until we got to the last race. We were way off. We weren't even close. So I was like, you know what, I don't want to get stuck. I don't want to get stuck. So what I did was I took one of my horses out and added your top pick, which was Commissioner Gordon. Uh And if you go on Winning Ponies all the way down at the bottom of the testimonials, this is Jeff L. that won the only ticket of $121,578. Sweet. Wow. Yeah. And if it wasn't for your pick, Commissioner Gordon, Jeff goes home with another five out of six, which I think paid 217 I believe. Wow. And there's a little bit of a difference in 121 578 and 227 <laughs> Just a wee bit, Jeff. And, you know, the best part about this is, one, we're glad for you, and, two, you know, the winning ponies actually came through from you on the day, for you on the day. But And then the best part, we now know where to find – Dan, I think we now know where to, who to tap up for some money now, don't we? Yeah, we definitely do. Well, I want more than I had, Ed. Well, I better not tell you the other story about on September 3rd of last year when I played your Delmar card and left with about another seven grand. Ooh, sweet <laughs> music. Who, who do you like in the Derby? Um, well, you know what? I got a bunch of friends that are actually at the race and said, it's raining now, probably going to rain on Saturday. I'm going to stay inside, and I know everybody's probably thinking the same thing. There's this one jockey called Calvin Burrell, <laughs> and he's on the number three twice the appeal. Yes, sir. I think I'm just going to go with the, what do they call it, the the people's pick. I might just stick with the three. I really don't know, but I'll tell you what, I will be betting whatever you guys have on the website Saturday. (laughs) Winning Ponies, they've they've already got the sheets out for Friday and Saturday, and the weather reports are out there as well. And you can always change out the weather tab if Mother Nature gets ugly. Jeff, thanks for the call. We really appreciate it. Best of luck to you, Derby 137, and with the Oaks this weekend, my friend. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Linhart, he called in, and, uh, Dan, that's quite a story, and, hey, that's one worth bragging about, isn't it? Can you imagine rooting for something like that? <laughs> How sweet it is. Danny, it's time to head to our first break, and we re-return. It's the Dan and Ed Show. We're going to handicap Oaks Day, Derby Day, and you better get out the pen, because Dan's been a studying here on Winning Ponies. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? 
can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Fantasy sports is where the action really is. Over 40 million people play fantasy sports, but rarely do they get to quiz the experts. Fantasy Insights is the name and the game. Tune in every week as Dish Adams and his guests clue you in on the fantasy football game, what's happening on and off the field, and how it will affect your fantasy team. These experts aren't just beat writers assigned to fantasy football. They live and breathe the game. Tune in to Fantasy Insights with Dish Adams every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. I'm your host each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern or 5 Pacific, depending on which side of the coast you live on. Joining me from Yo to Go, flag fall to that salt, is my good friend, Dangerous Dan Moore. Danny, you're still there, I take it. You haven't gotten tired yet. I ain't going nowhere, Ed. I love it, man. Uh, you know, we're about ready to kick it open. Hey, Jeff was a really cool guy. What do you think about that? Yeah, it would be amazing to have a score like that. Maybe we'll get one tomorrow or Saturday. It would be really nice. I think if anybody's going to have one, it's you. You're you're definitely uh, the luckier sort, and uh, you find uh, you find things like that all the time. How'd you do, Dan? I want. Well, I can't say that. Your wife's listening, but you want three dollars. Okay, yeah. Dan. Let's start off on Oaks Day, and that, that is tomorrow. It's one day away, and there are twelve races carded with the Kentucky Oaks. Is race eleven slated to go to post at five forty-five? We're going to start off in race number six, the La Troyana Mile, sixteenth on the main track. Phillies and Maris, three-year-olds and upward. Danny, lead us on. Ed, I'm going with a shot here. I'm going to I'm, I'm fire at him tomorrow. I I love Ravi's song, uh, five-year-old mare, unbridled song mare, out of the APND uh, mare, Lou Ravi. Uh, two, two wins at Churchill, uh, four wins at the distance. Never missed a board going the distance. Corey Lanieri for uh, Carl Bowman. These two are 22%. This horse is 15 to one morning line. He uh, or she beat a field last time out, which included Stage Magic, who's in this race. I think you're going to get a nice price on this filly, and uh, seems to uh, like Churchill a little bit. Four for five with two wins. 
and I, I think you, you take prices tomorrow, Ed. And underneath of her, I'm going to use Blind Luck. Uh, Blind Luck has never missed a board in 10 starts at this distance, four wins, four seconds. And you like Robbie's Robbie song is your top pick at 15 Robbie's to 1. song is my top pick, yes. I, I love it. Uh, Winning Ponies has a 50 speed rating, which is incredible. They also have in their handy icons a monster workout and layoff of 45 days and going up in class. But you know what? It's actually on their tier levels, 15 to 1, with a very nice speed rating indeed. Dan, they're in here. I'm going to go to their, uh, you know what? I'm going to go to their top their top tier level horse. That's blind luck. I, I, at nine to five, Garrett Gomez, Jerry Hollandor for teaming up two for two at Churchill, ten for ten in the money at the distance. Winner of the Kentucky Oaks last year by the shadow of a whisker and uh, with a hot pace. And last year ran uh, at Oaklawn before the Oaks and ran second in the Great Azari before coming in here. I think it almost looks like a complete turnaround here. I think the uh, sloppy sealed track at Delaware and the Delaware Oaks really sold me. I love blind luck. And I love Gary Gomez, and uh, you know that—that's actually where I'm going to begin my handicapping. There, it'll, it'll probably just be a straight wager for me, right out of the gate. Okay, Danny, we're going to go on to race number seven. It is the mile in a sixteenth turf event, the hundred thousand dollar Edgewood for three-year-old fillies, uh, slated for two o eight p.m. And I know that you have some horses. Yes. I love Holiday at the Farm, Ed. Uh, Holidays at the Farm, outside or Smarty Jones, three-year-old filly by Woodman Mare. Uh, this horse seems like he always gets a bad trip. This horse should get a clean trip from, from his post position. Gomez has rode a few of these. He's riding this horse for Tom Proctor. This this filly is uh, five starts at the distance, a win, two seconds, a third. But look at his running lines, and, and here comes a bride stake. Checked hard at the three-quarter pole, lost all chance. Race before that, the Florida Oaks. Traffic, second, closed fast. Uh, this horse, get, Gomez is going get, to get this horse a trip, and I think th- this filly wins from the outside at 5-1, to one, Ed. In their tier levels, and they've got a speed rating of 67 with a plus symbol. Love the plus symbols because I've never lost on a double plus symbol, but you had to dig that up on your own when you're when you're actually divining the uh, divining the magic or holidays at the farm, Danny. I, I think you've got a super runner there. But I come back with uh, with uh, Niji's Grand Girl six for your one, which I, I think is uh, very nice indeed. Actually uh, dropping down in class according to the Winning Ponies icon here, 66 speed rating and a 66. On the turf, uh, Julian Lepru, Kenny McPeak, nice filly who's bred for the turf. As her dam has four winners and uh, turf winners, that is, has 12 starters, 11 winners, and one stakes winner. The Florida Oaks moves her up, and the works have really, really been solid. So I'm going to take a 61 shot. And McPeak had one hell of a Keeneland me, did he not? Yes, he did. He always does well there, though, and. Uh... He he was loaded for bear. A lot of them horses were were just coming into form, I think, right when he needed them to. He had a really good Keelan meet. Yes, sir, he did. I think it was 54% the last time I looked. Race number eight, Danny, the eight bells, grade three, seven panels on the main track. Phillies, three-year-olds, and up. It's a pick three and pick four race. It is slated to go at 3.02 p.m., Dan. Uh, I'm going to give you a horse here. Arianza, I love this filly. Uh, Giants Causeway out of Azari. You might have heard of Azari. She yeah, won a few races twice. in her time. Um, four to one, but this is no give me race. Uh, uh, you'll probably get about five to two, three to one on this filly. 
uh, she can be beaten. In her last race, there was only four horses in that race, and and she kind of quit in the fantasy grade two. Joyful Victory, who I believe is a favorite in the in the Kentucky Oaks, uh, beat beat this filly by seven lengths. I, uh, I it's a straight up exact ed of Arianza and Home Sweet Aspen in my book with Joel Rosario for John Sadler. They're only winning at about twenty five percent. Only about yeah, only about twenty five percent. So I'm going to take the the one two and uh, box them until the cows come home, Ed. Ooh, I like I like the way you're thinking there, Danny, because I like Arians as well. Four to one. That is the top tier selection for Winning Ponies Monster Workout, dropping down in class. Dominguez and Dan Pates, uh, they're uh, teaming up here, three for three in the money lifetime, getting the rail, which hopefully that'll be a good place to be. Cutting back in distance, dropping in class, and worked a bullet over the Churchill Service. 59 and two, the best of 59, Dan, which is incredible. Two back, a win over the uh, uh, of the uh, uh, the track at Oaklawn Park, and I think Oaklawn is going to play a lot of factors in this year's. I think Dominguez is is actually going to stalk and pounce. Arianza caught my caught my, and especially a four to one in, uh, in with a 56 speed rating, according to Winning Ponies. Bet early, bet often, especially if you get four to. I mean, four to one. Can you can you take that one? I, I would love four to one. I don't think we'll see it. I I, I concur. Race number nine, the uh, Churchill Downs Alley Sheba. It's a Grade Three mile and a sixteenth main track event. A pick three begins in this race, slated to go off at three fifty two Eastern time. Dan, it's a mile and a sixteenth. Who do you like? I'm gonna go against uh, you know Wise Dan. I don't know why why I would <laughs> do that, but I, I will tell you this about Wise Dan: Lepreste and Lepero are. Thirty-five percent when they're together. That's incredible. That is incredible. I'm going with uh, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, I think, is going to be a really good four and a really good five-year-old. Ed, um, we got seven to two on this Todd Pletcher. Todd Pletcher and Garrett Gomez, when they team up, are twenty-eight percent, and at Churchill, they're thirty-seven percent. So wow. I, I'm going to go with uh, Mission Impossible. I really liked his last race. Uh, he beat Giant Oak in a part. A part is an Al Stall trainee who I really liked. But I, I love Mission Impossible in this race, Ed. You know, I, I, I do respect Mission Impossible, and, and I've actually uh, bet lost and won some money on, on that runner there, not uh, not applying it correctly. Uh, Danny, I come up with the uh, top-tier horse here. One of the top-tier horses, I should say, is Caracortado. Scores a 55 with a plus sign rating, which is incredible. Turf to dirt in the handy icon. Should improve in dropping in class. Dan, beaten favorite last time out. That's one of my favorite angles. Three for three in the money at the distance. Looks to be in a very good form cycle, dropping in class you know, uh, from uh, a grade two to a grade three and an extra 16th of a mile to run it, but knocking on the door against better. And I'm kind of surprised that, you know, Kara Cortado wasn't your top uh, pick. Uh, this four-year-old gelding by Cat Dreams really caught my eye. And actually, we handicap a lot, you know, re- really similar. We handicap a lot together, and it's, you know, it's really starting to get scary. We do it in a similar fashion. The 59 and four work at Santa Anita was seventh of 25. And, you know, that's, that's a really nice work. And, you know, for, for this, uh, for this guy here, I think Kara Cortado at seven to two is a very handily move here. On to race number ten, Dan, we got the Grade Two American Turf, a mile and a sixteen three-year-olds. It's slated to go at four forty-four p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Danny Moo, I'm gonna I'm gonna shock the world, Ed. Late on me, 
Swagger Jack, 50-to-1 morning line. Take a look at this horse, people. Smart strike horse out of the minstrel mare. Has four starts. Lifetime. Go back to the turf race at Gulfstream when he broke his maiden. He he stalked and pounced. He's a 110 He's running at. He runs a mile one thirty four and four with Alan Garcia in the irons. Look at the running line in that race. Poor start, bumped eighth pole. Had all kinds of trouble. Still won. This horse doesn't like Polly. The way I'm looking at it, doesn't care for dirt a whole lot either. This is a turf horse. Smart strike by the minstrel mare. Darren Miller, remember Dominican? Yes. Okay, he trained Dominican. This guy can train. James Graham, one of the most underrated riders in the country. I'm taking a shot at 50-1 to 1 that Swagger Jack shocks the world tomorrow. I'll tell you what, you won't be alone because Winning Ponies actually has it in the second tier as a play with a 21.6 turf rating, a 64 with a plus sign on the regular rating indeed coming into the race. Swagger Jack at 50 to 1. Danny, it doesn't surprise me for, for your playing, I mean, because you actually seek value out. I went for a little something a little more uh, smaller uh, than 50 to 1. I think that's really tough to outdo. I took the 3 to 1 shot band, uh, rated at a 21.7 turf rating according to Winning Ponies. 54 with a big plus sign coming into the race gives me a lot of confidence here. Second off, and this and Proctor wins 21% of the time. Garrett Gomez in the irons. Second off, they win 21% of the time. Every race on the turf has been great, minus the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf against Pluck. Middle move last time out. You know I like that one. Followed by a good maintenance work of um, one minute and three-fifths of a second. Son of Kitten's Joy. And we know that the Ramses uh, really had a monster. They must have did a deal with the devil there because every single one of Kitten's Joy's runners is a, is a turf monster. But, Dan, I'll tell you what. If you feel that strong, I'm going to take your 51. I'm going to box it up with band. I, I think it's, uh, it's definitely worth a play. I actually have band underneath, and, and uh, another horse I'm using underneath. Look at Maimon right right next to band. This horse is bred for turf. Um, there's not for this race. There is not a lot of turf horses in here. If you really look at it, um, there's a few, but but I really think Swagger Jack. I think I mean look at the damn uh, lyrical prayer by the minstrel. I, I I think this horse has a legit shot to win this race at fifty to one. When I heard he was fifty to one. I did my handicap without odds, and I was like, there's no way this horse should be 50 to 1. He's well bet every race. Ran fourth in the rush away. A lot of the professionals I, I have heard make their own lines if they have time. You know, the ones that really uh, dedicate their, their time and efforts, they make their own lines, and they do it without even taking or they scratch it out or, they, you know, they blot it out. And, and, in fact, I think that's probably the best way because you don't know if you've got a 3-to-5 or 35-to-1 shot. I think you pretty much can see it, and, and, and you have a knowledge of the races. But 50-to-1, to call it out like that, Dan, I, I think you're, you're probably seeing a, a poor morning line odds would make. Do you do you agree? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, I really can't believe that this horse is fifty to one. Uh, if it was on the dirt, maybe this is on the turf, and and, that, and I think that's this horse's game. Fifty to one. I, I'd like it. once again, Dan. There's not too many fifty to ones, and you emphatically put it out there. Who is it again? So we can write it down in pen. Swagger Jack. Swagger Jack. I, I knew a veterinarian by the name of Jack. Swagler from Ohio, who actually moved up the hierarchy, one of the nicest guys around. So, Swagger Jack, 50 to 1, Danny Moo, put it down in pen. 
Race 11 on Oaks Day is the Kentucky Oaks, and it's a mile and an eighth, $1 million up for grabs, slated to go off at 5.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Danny, who do you like? I love Summer Soiree, a three-year-old filly by Warfront. I have a major trick mare. Uh, Team Valor, Larry Jones had this horse. Team Valor turns turns it over, turns her over to Grand Motion. There's nothing wrong with that. Here's a little trivia question for you, Ed, or a little bit of information. Grand Motion has started 8,000 runners, and not one of his horses has ever tested positive for a banned substance. This Isn't that guy, incredible? This guy does it right, uh, and, mm. and you got to root for a guy like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love this Philly five to one, Ed. If you look at the uh, the Bourbonette at Turfway. Horses mm-hmm. at Turfway don't open up in a stretch and win by 10 on that poly track. They usually come from off the pace. This horse just scalded them and uh, was unchallenged. And and everybody's – a lot of people are going to joy, Joyful Victor, Larry Jones for – you know, Mike Smith's riding for Larry Jones. Gabriel Saez is usually Larry Jones' guy. He's riding the three, Summer Soiree. You know, I, I did catch that. You are, you are right on, on all accounts there. The Bourbon at winning by 11, and it was a handily 11 lengths. I could, think it could, probably could have been uh, uh, about 15 if, if Gabe would have really got down on his belly and started scrubbing. But it was a very nice grade 3 uh, Bourbon at, uh, at Turfway Park on the poly track, you know, which we know Summer Soiree is coming in very tight. Winning Ponies actually has this one in their uh, second tier and has an improved icon, which is very, very sweet. But, Dan, my selection, I, I, like, your, I like your play, and, and I'm going to box with my top choice, which is Joyful Victory, which appears in the top tier level here with a 54 speed rating for Winning Ponies. Three off, and you've got Larry Jones with Mike Smith. They're teaming up. Three off, he wins 18% of the time, maturing very nicely. This is a nice filly here by Tappet, Dan. You're hearing more and more about the Tappet runners, especially the Phillies doing incredibly well. The works have been super 59-1 and one on the slop. I mean, that's doing something, Dinner Churchill. That's the boys. That's derby horses. They just don't separate the girls and the guys when they're working out. 59-1 and one on May 1st was just an incredible work. I'd like to call it a maintenance work, but I call that a scalded dog out there. Two impressive wins at Oakland Park, and Smith stays in the saddle drawing the rail. I heard from a few people on the notes team that Mike Smith absolutely loves Joyful Victory. Another horse said that uh, is working well is Daisy Divine. Twenty mm. uh, more morning line. Heard nothing but good things about this filly this week. And uh, had a bullet on April 26th in the slop. So if it's wet, she can handle it. And on May 2nd, three furlongs in the slop and 35 and four. And uh, 20 to one for James Graham. Uh, James Graham might have a heck of a day tomorrow. You know, we we both have liked James Graham over the days, and and I and I really liked him at Church, or excuse me, Fairgrounds, uh, Fairgrounds, and and also Daisy Divine appears on the Winning Ponies uh, uh, chart here as well with a monster workout and should approve twenty for your one. And if you take a look at Daisy Divine, we spoke off the air about this runner here. I don't think there's really too many chinks in her armor. I, I think you might have uh, have a little something here. So, actually, how do you how do you foresee yourself uh, betting on uh, betting on this card? Uh, for, for as this far as say. as far as the Oaks goes, I, I like Summer Soiree, Joyful Victory, and Daisy Divine. I'll box them up and I'll play some uh, Oaks Derby doubles and and some. I'll probably put some pick threes together. But I, I like Summer Soiree, Summer Soiree a lot. I, I think this uh, Philly, I think she's going to win the Oaks. I'm going to play her. I'm, I'm, she might float up. 
if she floats up, I'll probably bet her hard, hard, a hard win bet, and I'll back her up with some exactness and tries with Joyful Victory and uh, Daisy Divine. Okay, that is the Oaks card in a nutshell. Take a breath, and then you can turn the page now because Dangerous Dan Moore and myself, we're going to get right in to the, because there's an extensive card the very next day, the 137th running of the Kentucky Derby. First post is 10.30 a.m. There's 13 races carded. Kentucky Derby, I believe, is race number 11, Dan. So it is a long day. It is a great day. And uh, for players such as ourselves, I don't think we can actually get enough. But we're going to start our handicapping in race number six, the the turf sprint, Twin Spires turf sprint, I should say, five furlongs on the weeds. Tons of pace in here. It's nine going in the gate with a post time of 119. I I tried to beat this. I'm looking around for, and I studied this race very hard, and I, I just come to the to the conclusion that the five Chamberlain Bridge cannot be beat. I I, I tried to find somebody to, to beat him, uh, and at Churchill he's had five starts, four wins, one second, and lifetime at the distance has 27 starts and 15 wins. And 23 of them times, out of them 27 races, this horse has hit the board. This is a really good uh, seven-year-old gelding. Won 17 of 33 for $1,635,000. And I think that he stands out here with Jamie Terrio in the irons. And I'm going to use custom for Carlos with him and take the chalky exact ad. Oh, you know, when you mentioned Chamberlain Bridge, this seven-year-old gel, the son of Warchan, Warchan is just a monster sire. We were talking about that once again. We we spoke quite a bit, and we both are very excited about the day and, and actually the two days. Warchan is just absolutely a monster sire for the turf. Uh, Chamberlain Bridge, for myself, uh, I, I've just seen him come out. It, when the lights come on and the big money comes to play, Chamberlain Bridge is really, really ready. Now, if you go back to way back when, in April 10th, in the Shaker Town in Keeneland, ran fourth, come back in the turf sprint, the same race, and lost by a neck. Guess what last race was prep was? The Shaker Town at Keeneland over a yielding course ran fourth. I see Chamberlain Bridge coming back. The Winning Ponies folks have a 34.0 turf rating and a 60 with a plus symbol. I see Jamie Terrio, who's had four mounts, two wins, and a third. Actually off to a very good start, three for four in the money here for Brett Calhoun, who is an incredible turn. I, I really like this guy. And the thing that caught me about Chamberlain Bridge is five for five in the money with four wins at Churchill Downs. That's incredible. Second off of a layoff, and Calhoun wins 21% of his turfers. As I said about the last year, the Shaker Town prep uh, enjoys the grass. That, that, that's, that's a no-brainer right there. Five and a half furlongs to five and should enjoy the competition as a beaten favorite last time out. Danny, I'm also going to use the ultra-speedy Bridgetown with Johnny V and Pletcher. I believe that will probably be being your exact as well. Huge speed there. And then the two regally ready at 3-1, to one, Corey Nakitani and Steve Asmussen, 1-1 one for one at Churchill Downs with a win. 5-5 five for five on the turf. I call that a little bit uh, a horse for the course, would you not? Yeah, 5-for-5 five five is good. Um, <laughs> one other horse, maybe when he, early return to 7, uh, Steve Margolius, Sean Bridgman, uh, lightly raced, uh, never raced at Churchill, has a couple starts at the distance, but this horse looks to be on the improve. And coming up from Prairie Grounds, where Margo, Margolis is 28% uh, for this year, 
and the two of them together are 31 percent. So you may want to include him in your tries. I think that's a very fair uh, assessment. Yeah. Margolis had a, a really nice uh, fairgrounds meet, did he not? Yeah, he did. He's a solid trainer, very solid. And, and actually, he was a guest on our show and a very solid gentleman, a uh, nice guy as well, and he has a method to his madness. And, and when you spoke of Graham Motion, I don't think there was a kinder gent. Uh, well, there's been a lot of kind gents, but he was just one of the many. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't didn't touch on that. There was a guy, when you mentioned that, who really does it right when you spoke of Graham Motion. Danny, enough of my rhetoric. On to race number seven, the Churchill Downs Humanist F. It's a grade one event, going seven panels. Phillies and mares, four-year-olds and older here. Exact to try, superfecta, pick three, and the 50-cent pick five lays in wait. Danny, lead us on. I love the five here. Uh, Shotgun Gulch, uh, Garrett Gomez for R.C. Trout. Um, four-year-old Philly by Thunder Gulch out of a Boston Harbor mare. Uh, horses uh, three for three at the distance. Uh, three starts, a win, a second, and a third. Coming out of a grade one where just got up and beat A-Man Alou, was five wide at the quarter pole. That was in the Madison at Keeneland, going seven furlongs on the poly. I think for this horse to improve off that, and I think he, a solid six to one, and I love Garrett Gomez on this horse. He rode him last time. How do you let Garrett Gomez go off at Keeneland 11 to one? I, I don't know. Was somebody not looking, do you think? I, I don't know. I mean, the horse uh, came from Oakland. Gomez jumps on him. I mean, the horse ran against Harvard of Grace and Blind Luck and absent-minded last time out. And was only beaten six links, and, and you, you know you got go go on him at uh, at Keeneland in a Grade One, and let him go off at eleven to one. I mean that's uh, crazy. You're you're not going to let him go off at eleven to one for sure. Definitely, he's not you going know, off eleven to one. I'm I'm ashamed he's of not, uh, actually who I'm playing now. I like the six to five, the seven. Hilda's passion here. Winning Ponies has a monster workout and, a, and the layoff note here of forty five days in a 64 speed rating. And Hilda's passion here, J.J. Castellon and Todd Pletcher, exits a five-length victory, impressive last race, and been working very well. Nice maintenance works. Uh, 24th of April at Palm Meadows. Uh, now, you, you're a Florida man and soon to be returning back to Florida. A 59 flat at Palm Meadows is a pretty solid work. Agreed? Yeah, that is definitely a solid work at Palm Meadows. Very nice work, uh, facility. You know, it, I heard it's a little deeper. And, you know, Pletcher does 23% with his shippers and 23% with his layoff runners. Two for three with wins of seven panels, but I'm tied. I like Hilda's Passion at six to five, but I also love Amen Hallelujah at five to one. And you've got uh, Johnny V and Michael Nevin teaming up blinkers on, which may be just what the doctor ordered here uh, for Amen Hallelujah. Got the plus symbol and should improve with the blinkers on. Three for three in the money at seven furlongs. I think that's just flat out incredible. Steady last time out in the grade one Madison at Keeneland, Dan, and ran second. Uh, I, I think the distance fit and has faced Hilda's passion two back. I, I see a two-horse run down, but I'm also going to toss your runner in as well. But my win bet actually is going to be on, on Amen Hallelujah. I've actually uh, had, uh, had a few uh, shekels in the past on this runner, and, and I have to say that uh, I have a bad habit. I, I, I tend to follow them, but uh, Amen Hallelujah is actually going to be my win bet in the seventh race. Race number eight is the Churchill Distaff Turf Mile. It's a grade two one and one mile on the main turf. Phillies and mares, three-year-olds and older. It's exact to try a superfecta. Pick three and pick four slated to go off 
at 2.59 p.m. Dan, you know, something you didn't touch on as of yet here, this is race number eight. We're also talking to the turf. How do you think with the rain, uh, do you see it to be a yielding soft course? I think it'll. I think it'll be good to. To uh, I think it'll be good. I don't think we're gonna get that much rain yet. I really don't. I, I think. Uh, I think uh, we're gonna stay clear of the rain. It might rain a little bit, but that turf course is usually in pretty good shape. And and that with them just opening, you, you know, that track is gonna be as good as they can get it on Derby Day. I agree, and they have not run. They have not allowed anyone to work over the course on the turf, which makes it even that much better. But in race number eight, the Churchill Distav, Danny, on the on the weeds again. Lead us on. Pick three and pick four. Lay in the waiting. I like the six here, Aruna. Uh, Grand Motion, Ray, Ramon Dominguez for Grand Motion. Uh, this horse is on a three-race win streak. This filly won the Miss Revere Stakes last time out as the favorite. I think she's going to be uh, tough. That was back in November at Churchill, one for one at Churchill, six starts on the turf at this distance, three wins, a second and a third, uh, a solid, solid filly, and I think that, uh, like I said, I think Graham Motion's going to have a heck of a day. You know, you, you spoke very highly of uh, Mr. Motion, and, 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 and I agree on all, all fronts. He, he's a top-notch act, and to have that many starters with no uh, no medication problems, I think that, that says a lot about the man and his barn. Yeah, and, and uh, play the nine under this horse or box him up. Uh, Tom Proctor, Garrett Gomez, Wild Mia. Wild Mia uh, just ran right behind Aruna. Uh, going to Gomez from Freddie Lincoln. This horse just came right out of the Miss Revere as well and has had three races. Looks like uh, this horse might be uh, more fit right now than Aruna, but we shall see. I'm going to box him two up, Ed. Dan, in this eighth race here, I'm going to go to the 11. I'm going to go to the far outside with the 11, never retreat. Nine for your two. Sean Brismahan and Chris Block. Chris Block was actually on our show in the past, and he's a very excitable horseman. He's winning 26% on a year, 58% in the money. Four for four in 2011. I, I really think that that's, that just shows a very solid uh, uh, six-year-old mare here indeed. 13 for 14 on the turf in the money. Looks to love the yielding. I'm going to say salt to a yielding course. I, I, I think with uh, without the works that it's actually going to be a, a soft course to yielding course at best. If there's any rain whatsoever, I think it's going to be a little bit of slip sliding away. But hopefully the sun will come out and, and because the track has so much incredible drainage, it's a sand based turf course and it will actually just dissipate and disappear on that. Looks to love the yielding going here in the Grade Two Jenny Wiley at. Keeneland, if you take a look at that, winning by a solid two lengths. And then the grade three Honey Fox at, uh, at your home track, Gulfstream Park, winning by a solid length. I love Never Retreat at 9-2. to two. The dam has five turf winners, nine starters, seven of which are winners. I'm going to use over the eight Aviate at 5-1, to one. Kent Sorma and Bill Maud, both are very nice of a turf tandem indeed. And the 7 Fantasia, 10-1, to one, Joel Rosario and Jonathan Shepard, who is the turf master and loves a yielding turf course. And uh, I think Rosario, anytime he's aboard, right now, Dan, he's my new money man, that actually when he's aboard, I take a hard look. Yeah, he, he's tough, especially for Sadler. Oh, he honestly is. 
race number nine on the on the dawn date. Dan, you can take a you can take a drink of water here if you'd like. I'll go first here. Race number nine here is the uh, Churchill Downs Grade Two. It, it is a very nice uh, Churchill Downs Stakes. Very nice indeed. Seven furlongs here. We got exacted try superfected the pick three slated to go off at three fifty one twelve. Go into the gate and, and as I said, a pick three lays in the balance. Dan, I'll lead us on on this one here. I'm going to take the 12. That is Here Comes Ben. 10 for your ones, Julian Lepru and Charles Lepresti. Lepresti had an incredible kilometer last year. This year he was kind of quiet. I keep hoping that he's actually going to appear and pop up at Churchill. This guy is an honest to goodness real horseman. As you spoke about Grand Motion, Charlie Lepresti is that. Bumped at the start last time out and lost all action. Here comes Ben at 10 to 1. Gets my few shekels. I'm going to use our Captain Candyman Can at 9 to 2 and Smiling Tiger the 2 at 7 to 2. But here comes Ben 10 to 1 because here comes Ed. And also, just to make note on this one, Winning Ponies has a double plus sign with Smiling Tiger on a speed rating, 65 with a double plus sign, and I don't think that I've ever lost on a double plus. Dan, your selections. Both them horses you mentioned are on my ticket, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a priority, the three, four to one. David Fox, uh, Ramon Dominguez, four-year-old Colt by Grand Slam. Uh, Distance-wise, three starts, one win, two seconds. Horse uh, just lost the Carter handicap to a horse named Morning Line. Was the favorite in that race. Morning Line is a pretty good horse. This horse was the favorite against Morning Line. Look for this horse to uh, be on be on the board as well, Ed. You kind of like, do you? Yeah. Okay, then we go on to race number 10. Race number 10 is the Churchill Downs Turf Classic. It is a mile and an eighth on the main turf. Three-year-old's numbers, uh, daily double, exactly to try. Superfecta, pick three, and pick Four, which I know Dan's going to have a little uh, little wager in. It's slated to go off at 4.46 p.m. 14 go into the gate. Danny, I think we got an honest pace courtesy of Little Mike and God Stormy in here. And uh, who are your selections in here? I love the six smart bid. Grand Motion once again. Edgar mm. Prado, when him and Grand Motion team up together, 2010 to 2011, they're 14 or 30, 30 or 14%. Now, if you look at their jockey trader combination of church or what they're averaging, one start, their average was $94. So they teamed up with a, uh, with a, with a price, obviously. But when Pr- Prado used to ride a lot for motion, and we haven't seen a lot of Edgar on this card, but I think he will get the job done on the sixth smart bid. Okay, Danny, with six minutes left to go, I'm going to wrap it up and just say I like the four. That's more about 12 for your one. Beaten favorite last time out was a group runner in Brazil. Go back two races ago, an impressive winner in the U.S. I like uh, more about really looks good. Kenta Sormo and Bill Mott. These guys really just flat out get it done anytime they, they team up here. And hopefully, I, I hope that you're right that there isn't a lot of uh, rain, which could uh, actually make my day just that much better. Okay, race number 11, Dan, what everyone is waiting for Derby 137, Churchill Downs. Yeah, they're going to go a mile and a quarter. We got exacted try, superfected the pick three, slated to go off at 624 on NBC. Danny, lead us on Derby 137. Uh, I, I studied and studied and studied, and I looked and I and I tried to to, try to come up with something. I keep coming back to this horse, Arch, Arch, Arch. I think is going to win the 137th Derby at uh, John Court for his father-in-law William Fryers, who I believe he had on last week. Um, th- this 
this uh, horse has done nothing wrong. Won the won the Southwest, comes back in the Rebel that the Factor just stole, and then comes back in the Arkansas Derby, and and just runs a, ran the race of his life. And I know Arch can get the distance. I know this this sire, same sire as blame is a half brother to blame. I love the one Arch Arch Arch. And underneath of him, I'm going to use dialed in Nero. And the, my bomb here, I love this horse. I'm going to put some win money on this horse as well. Animal Kingdom, Grand Motion, Robbie Alvarado. The, don't discount it because it was a spiral at Turfway's last race. This horse can run. You know, I, I've told more than one one person, the Vinery Spiral Turfway, they don't make that turn of foot like they used to on the dirt. When they close, they close, and it's a gentle, almost turf grinding it out. But at the three-eighths pole in, Animal Kingdom took off like a rocket. Yeah, it, it was it was amazing. I, I mean, if, if you saw the race live, it, it, was, it was like in a blink of an eye. I've never seen a horse. I've seen them close up there quick. I've never seen one run the way this horse did, angled out and just drew clear. And, and he, was, he was in like, he was behind six, seven horses, and you knew he was going to win. I, I mean, you knew he was going to get them all. That's, that's the turn, kind of turn of foot he had. And I, I think that, uh, you know, Graham Ocean made a, made a comment. He said, I'm not going to take a horse to the Derby. A horse is going to take me there, and this horse has done that. He's definitely... Definitely one that that you just can't say enough good about, and uh, he's quite a horseman indeed. Danny, I'm going to go with the favorite dialed in. I I just think Nick Zito, he's got that New York cool swagger going. It's not an act. This guy is a turf trainer indeed. He's had had two to his credit with Strike the Golden, go for Jenna 91 and 94 respectively. He's got the breeding, the training, the rider Julian Le Peru, who was also on our show as well, said this is on his bucket list, the Kentucky derby of races to win i love dialed in especially a four to one and then actually right on the the heels of what you like i love arch 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 and we had jinx fires on as well and if you actually paid attention the day after he was on our show he comes right back the next day and sizzles one out and does very very good i think this family horse here john court is the fa- the excuse me the son-in-law uh, of Jinx Fires, and I think the family connection of Arch 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 is, is really ready to be a big one, but I think dialed in is the tough one. Nero, in, in my heart, gets, uh, gets the award for coming from way out of the pack. He gets the Silky Sullivan Award, who's going to be coming flying. Asmussen is 0 for in the Derby, 0 for 9. Corey Nakatani is actually 0 for 12, looking to get off the schneid here. I'm going to use those three, and also Animal Kingdom, Grand Motion, and Robbie A, possibly Dan, uh, Robbie A. had his face stomped on uh, earlier in the week, and, you know, he's kind of iffy right now. But, you know, the question before we actually get into your final five and, and round things up, Uncle Mo, neither one of us picked. Do you think Uncle Mo is in or out? You know what? I, I, hate, I don't want to sound like being pompous or anything, but I don't even care. I, I, uh, <laughs> I hate to sound like that. I look at it this way. It, it could be a thing of, okay, he was juvenile champ. If we run him and, and he, let's say there's something wrong with him, they run him and he runs last. That's going to hurt their when it comes to breed. If they run him and he wins, it's going to be phenomenal. But if they scratch him, I think this. I think he can win the Preakness if he's healthy. I don't think he can go a mile and a quarter on the dirt. I, I never have. Uh, I that last race, you know, they said that uh, you know he, there was something wrong with him. Well, you know, I, if if he's not healthy enough to run, don't run him. But you got another horse in there. Maybe they entered him to, you know, I don't want to speculate, but 
I don't think he's going to win. And he, if he does run, and even if he was healthy, I think I don't think he can go a mile and a quarter. Dan, we've got your fast five. If you're ready, are you ready to roll? Oh, I'm ready. All right. And there, yes or no answers. Twitter or Facebook for you, Dan? Uh, Facebook. Because we know you love it. Number two, who is your favorite Derby horse of all time? Of all time, Barbara. Barbara. Oh, wow. And Edgar Prado would love to hear that. Question three, if you have a tip for handicappers, is there anything they should look for first? Um, look for an angle always. Never bet blind. If you have an angle, I don't care if the horse is 99 to 1 or 10 to 1, you always have an angle. Well, you have one with a 50-to-1 shot, which I know a lot of our listeners are going to be paying heed to that. Question four, with the new riders on the horizon, who has the most likely uh, chance to notch a win in the Derby? John Court, Kerwin Clark, Jesus Kasnan, or Rosie Napravnik? I will go with John Court. John Court, he, and the son-in-law, father-in-law thing, and quite a family story. And, Dan, the fifth question here, besides being a father and a husband, if you could have any job in racing, what would it be? I would want to be a, I would like to be the steward over all the stewards <laughs> in North America. <laughs> that is, that's fair. It's called the king of all kings. Yes. Yeah, well, like Danny, the, the preps are finished. The talk is over, and final preps are in the book. Rain is predicted for Oaks Day and possibly Derby Day, and hopefully, you know, as you were wishing, we will have a sunny day, maybe for both. So be sure to catch all of the action and check in with Winning Ponies for the best data that a handicapper could ever ask for. The easy win predictions are very easy to use. Enjoy the Oaks in Derby 137, and on behalf of Winning Ponies, I'd like to thank my very good friend, Dangerous Dan Moore, for the many times he's handicapped with us, and especially for today. Danny, we can't thank you enough. Uh, it's my honor. It's an honor, Ed. I really enjoy doing this, and uh, you're a good guy. I don't care what anybody says about you. <laughs> the check's in the mail, my friend. Well, Dan, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure, and as always, may your winners be many. And your photos be few. Good luck and enjoy Derby 137. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.